So welcome to the Krampusnacht after party. Hope everyone enjoyed it. I had a great time running it. We got some good questions, comments, all that lovely stuff. I don't know, should we recap kind of what happened in in it or is it short enough that we don't need to? A lot of fighting. A lot of fighting. There yeah, was a lot was of combat. Fighting. It was definitely a dungeon crawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to go through kind of a brief synopsis? Oh, man. <laughs> I think you should do it in Leland's character voice. Yes. You, yeah. I, really fast. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I said that, I thought to myself, if they say yes, they don't know me very well. Well, you did say you were going to practice to speak more, uh, faster. I did, yes. Which I and thought I think... was odd because I'm constantly told to speak slower. Mm. So we, we got this opposite We need to thing merge our speaking. Yeah. Meet in the middle. All right, well, here I go. I'll try and keep it brief. Basically, the, the party arrives. They are sent by Santa. Santa's little slayers. Santa's little slayers. Yeah. Um, they're flown in uh, by Santa's reindeer on a sleigh. And they, a short walk through the woods, find this big factory, which they later discover is the Grinch's factory, uh, the Grinch and Krampus's factory, where they're hatching uh, a plan to try and foil Christmas once and for all. So the party makes their way through. They're, um, they're ambushed by two snowmen zombies. And then they make it into the first floor where there's some elevators and uh, sort of like a little workshop where these evil elves are creating evil toys. They make their way through uh, that room to a smaller back room where we find a, on the one side was the... Break room? Uh, on the one side was the break room where they are able to get a short rest after slaying some of the evil elves, hucking... Pacifying. Yes, pacified <laughs> some of the evil elves, my mistake. Next, you guys went and found the um, what turned out to be the Grinch's administrative office and found some sort of blueprints there for these exploding toys as well as the plan, which was to uh, deliver all of these toys to the boys and girls and undermine their faith in Santa Claus. Uh, thereby permanently sort of destroying Santa, turning all the boys and girls to bad boys and girls, which Krampus could then take to the underworld to torture and eat. So next you went up the stairs and you found uh, sort of like an office space for elves up there. Got attacked by uh, some elves that were hiding sneakily, although you did a pretty good job, um, Chloe actually, was, if I recall correctly, the person who was primarily discovering these elves before they could get a sneak attack. Made a hole punch. Yeah, the three-hole punch. Three-hole punch goes a long way, if wielded correctly. And you also found a little dog, which you made friends with. Now, did what did you all think of that dog? Did it... Did you make any connections? He was my Christmas present, obviously. <laughs> I not, not until I listened back. Immediately thought of the cartoon uh, with the Grinch and his dog Max that he tried to oh, turn into a reindeer. Oh, it was Max. Yeah. Oh well, he's my Max now. Yeah, so that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the Grinch's dog Max. Um, so that was fun. I liked that. 
and next you went into the Grinch's grand room and battled the Grinch as well as two of his toys, um, soldier henchmen dispatched them quite handily and um, through the massive ornate double doors gilded I might add to Krampus's lair the snow globe on top of the factory and battled the one the only Krampus did a pretty good job against Krampus as well I mean um, we did have a, a party member go down Elena's uh, Elena's Pam went down. That was that uh, was a uh... Pyra. Who you calling Pam? <laughs> Pyra. <laughs> Pyra went down. I was sweating a little bit there. I didn't realize that Pyra's ape was so much less. Yeah, all my um, animals were terrible. Less powerful than Falzerin's ape. <laughs> Well, yeah. I was so surprised when... I'm like when level five or in six. In one turn, the ape is just done. But, I mean, still was able to eat up uh, quite a few hit points that Pyre didn't have to take. Yeah, so then you conquered Krampus, saved Christmas. The whole building collapsed. You were able to get out in time, saving Max as well. Barely. Barely. Almost yeah. forgot him. There was some, uh, I believe there, one of the party members was skipping on the way out. Yeah, Just yeah, a yeah. little. <laughs> and that was basically it. Uh, the rangers came back uh, with perfect timing to pick you guys up and ferry you off back to Santa Claus to get your massive pile of gold and magical and items candy, as a reward. candy, right, too. And candy. Lots of candy for Pyra. <laughs> I think I want to do next time is have a full party of pacifists. <laughs> I'm game. I mean, it'll be pretty role hate, role play heavy. By the end of it, we we did. Everyone was pacifying everybody. <laughs> I, I would like to say that Bebop did not kill a single thing in that whole factory. Just, uh, just... but he yeah, left. That's true. He set it up for in his wig. You did do damage. Softened though, it up. Right? You softened them up for us. Yeah, he oh, yeah. definitely yeah. hit people. <laughs> <laughs> but not lethally. <laughs> Do we want to bring that up? Well, that yes. Ranged objects. <laughs> you can't you can't say that it can't be lethal. Apparently. Yeah. Mike Caldwell pointed that out <laughs> after the first part. Because it's a because it is to have ranged attack. Yeah, non lethal okay. range attacks. But I mean it's, Which makes it's sense. Doing you can't... bludgeoning. Okay, but you can't really control. You're trying to throw it hard enough to get to them. And Are you telling them. me then the uh, Green Arrow's boxing glove arrow is lethal? That's not the purpose behind a boxing glove arrow. I if don't that's what know Bebop anything was about using, Green Arrow. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to know anything about Green Arrow. You just have to picture an arrow with a boxing glove. On the end okay, of it. so rules that as is written punching are somebody from sixty feet away. <laughs> ranged attacks cannot be non-lethal. That sounds stupid. Correct. Right. <laughs> no. So you put an arrow in your bow and you shoot right, an yeah. arrow. You can't Can non-lethally you put an arrow in somebody. Exactly. That's I'm the, just saying that's, the that's point my of point. It. No, you know you're not supposed to be able to. Unless he has pacifist arrows that are non-tipped. <laughs> yeah, it's a blank. I'm gonna say that have a boxing glove on the end of them. It's doing <laughs> it's doing bludgeoning damage. So, like, you have a side of your shell that's, like, perfectly, like, if you were to chuck your shell, like a Frisbee, it's the perfect... I think it'd be 
perfectly legit as long as the DM would give him and make him roll with disadvantage because there's a big freaking boxing game. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's all worked out in the fletching and all the aerodynamics are all worked out in, in, before, in, the, in the construction of it. That's not how that works. You're telling me every time Captain America throws his shield at somebody, he's killing that person? He, he that's yeah, right. He, he, wants, he wants them to damage. Die. That is his shield is enough. unlike anything else. It cannot be compared to your shield. Excuse me, Bebop's shell is basically vibranium. It may as well. It may as well be, may as vibranium. Well be vibranium. Well, I mean, this leads mm. me to the point that John and Leland, I. I will say that I think Emily and I not once suggested Bill make any decision, but John and Leland like to lead the DM in a certain direction. I didn't direction. do anything. I know what you're talking about. I, absolutely not. <laughs> no, but I actually <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> John's just you feigning set... ignorance, but I actually am innocent. Yeah, right. <laughs> the way you set up the question in the way is like the way you want it answered is obvious. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's ridiculous. With me, it's like taking candy from a baby because I'm just gonna say, yeah, sure, sounds good to me. <laughs> I beg to differ. There is not a single piece of candy in that whole fucking factory. We've yeah, I removed right. it. And it's true. That is true. There was no. But candy you know, to be Bill's had. like he's got half cover. What's half cover again? He would have eaten up any answer you said. He didn't know. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't. There were so many things that I forget from the multiple times that I've read the uh, D&D books front to back. Yeah, the multiple times. Just yeah. uh-huh. in the heat of the moment, <laughs> couldn't didn't come to me. Eh, we forget. Well, Listen, yeah, cover, I mean, that was part of what cover, we told you, too. You didn't need to know. Listen, yes. I One of just us knows. discovered there's a help action, okay? <laughs> How... Because I didn't read the books, so if you don't read the books, you're, base, you're going off of what these three goofs teach you. <laughs> well, well, excuse me. Well, now, now everybody, for those who weren't aware, also knows that there was a, there's a dodge action. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to play a pacifist, it's fully viable. You just there's a dodge, dodge action. Dodge, dodge, dodge. <laughs> well, I will, I will admit that when Leland first said that, I was like, "What the heck is he talking about?" Dodge action. Yeah. But I was like, Here, okay. let me help you I... dodge. Is that like a push from a friend or something? <laughs> Honestly, it's it seems like a very useless action much like the help action yeah. like why would you choose yeah. to do either of those instead of like making an attack it seems very edge case but you like it has to be there to let you do it oh yeah let me define edge case Ex- hey exactly <laughs> i'll show you all edges of my shell it's, that's the edge case right there i'm gonna dodge all over the place gotta be careful of those edges <laughs> can we talk about your shell real quick uh sure like you had all this written down, or did it all come up? Like the the picture of Shelvon. Oh no no, Shelvon is a real the a real lore, place. The the poems, the lines, all this Shelvana. Oh the well the stories he was telling I was making up on the spot. The end of the poem thing I was constructing during the tail end of the Krampus fight. But yeah, like Shelvana, like it's just part of his backstory. Those r- rhyming things were friggin' hilarious. It was the Grinch's fault. this might come up in some of the questions or comments we've had so i don't know if now is a good time but yeah listening back to it oh my i was dying so many good one-liners and oh i think i prefer suboptimal play like throwing the uh hole punch or the the things out of the bag right you can do a lot better attack with 
I could hit with my sword. Well, unless I was rolling with advantage, uh, you you can you can use good weapons, <laughs> but it's a lot more fun to do other stuff that doesn't do as much damage, right? Yeah, agreed. And uh, yeah, we did that quite a bit. <laughs> well, like I think you, I think you said, Bill, that like you running it for the first time were so focused on all these things that once you got to listen back, like you really enjoyed. Oh yeah. I had a lot of fun running it, but uh, a lot of the humor was lost on me because I was so focused and in my own head uh, thinking about what's coming next and, you know, just sort of mildly stressed out the entire time trying to, you know, (laughs) make sure that everything happened the way it was supposed to happen and that I didn't screw something up. So that really um, cuts down on your ability to sort of just be in the moment and, and laugh at the jokes and that sort of thing. But, I mean, I'm so glad that we recorded it because being able to listen to it back it was hilarious. So now that you've done it, the next time you do it, are you going to be a lot more comfortable? I hope so because um, listening to it back, I was like, man, what a shame that um, I didn't enjoy this as much in the moment as I sh- really should have because it was hilarious. But um, my, you know, my head was kind of elsewhere a lot of the time when funny things were happening. I was half paying attention to what was being said or what was being done, and half thinking about what's coming next. Yeah. I felt that way, so I, I know what you're feeling. But yeah, I mean, I always like listening back to our episodes, even in the regular campaign, I always miss a joke here or there. Someone muttered yeah. it under their breath and the Zoom call didn't catch it or something. Or you're reading your spells or looking yes. at what you're trying to figure right. out what you're going to do. Right, trying to figure out my attack. Yeah. So the first mention that Leland does of taint, <laughs> I totally <laughs> missed that <laughs> when we were playing. Oh, it was so bad. the second episode was dirty but funny (laughs) i don't know (laughs) one point leland said fuck and then oh fudge and then didn't beep out the fuck yeah oh yeah (laughs) okay look look look. let me tell you while the dming went flawlessly for bill the editing on both parts for me was fucking terrible i'm sure i'm sorry yeah. No, no. So, I mean, part one, we had a bit of a problem with Emily's audio, but we luckily had the backup uh, Zoom call. So, and that honestly ended up being like maybe the last 30 minutes and it was all combat. So it's not like, it wasn't even like Emily I was didn't like even role-playing through the whole. Exactly. I yeah, could yeah, tell. Exactly. Like you redid your lines. I didn't notice. Yeah, but I yeah. didn't notice either. Well, if she didn't redo her lines, she, I just had the file of the Zoom call. Oh, and sorry, sorry. Okay. And just pulled her audio from it. But then part two, I got, so part two's recording was like three hours and 45 minutes. And it was about, well, I don't know how long it ended up editing out. At least an hour edited out just because Comet always edits pretty heavily. And it, and we're playing a dungeon crawl. So um, there was a lot of thought to go. But I got to about t- the two hour mark of the final cut. The first row got an error, lost everything. And then had to had to redo the whole fucking thing. Oh, uh, so that was yeah. No, I felt that so was bad. awful. That really sucked. Uh, I don't even know what happened. Like usually, you can recover the project, but like I tried to recover the project and like it recovered it, but it silenced all the tracks. So I had like two and a half hours of silence across uh, like ten different tracks. I was so like, wait, weird. what happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, mm. what? How? Yeah. So that sucked. That's um, awful. That's really sucks. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, but I think, like, yeah. I don't know, the final cuts still were great, and they turned out uh, fantastic. But, yeah, it's 
honestly pretty lucky considering that's like the first real technical mm-hmm. like problems and it was barely even a problem it was just it was just time it's not like we lost any of the master files or anything like that or completely lost you know the master files so it was an ordeal and that was why it didn't Releases if you'd like to pay Leland for his to. time, we have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if, yeah, if was, losing projects and having to redo them, redo them over gets us Patreon, <laughs> gets us patrons, <laughs> we'll start doing it more often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, part of part of this whole experience has given me even more. Um, gratitude and respect for how much work Leland puts into this show because it's a lot of work to DM and then Leland is the editor on top of that so bravo absolutely um it was fun but it's a lot of work I don't know how that compares to an ongoing campaign um you know if a lot of the work is up front and then moving forward it you can sort of wing it from time to time but how did you prepare I had some good advice from a handful of people, and that was helpful. I'm trying to remember um, what exactly I was told. So just reading it over many times was like step one. I, I figure that's the most logical place to start is just make myself as familiar as possible with all of the content. And then um, I didn't take a ton of notes down, really, which maybe I should have in hindsight, Uh to make myself feel more prepared, but I did try to think about a handful of different things. So one of my friends had mentioned um, who she DMs uh, quite a bit. I think she DMs regularly for her group. Um, I think she's the main DM, but anyway, she gave me some good thinking points about um, baddies. So think about sort of potential different things they might say ahead of time, which I hadn't really thought of before she said that. And uh, after she said that, I was like, wow, how did I not think of potential dialogue that they might say? Because I'm not great at improv. I think Leland and probably everyone else here is much better at improv than I am. So that helped a lot uh, because I had, I did have things uh, already, uh, some of which was written down, a lot of which was just in my head. um, But different different things that different baddies would say. That was really helpful. Um, I'm forgetting who gave me this advice, but it was great advice. Uh, it might have been you, actually, Leland. But uh, think about what, if it's an impactful baddie, you know, like the Grinch or Krampus or like one of the bigger ones, think about what information they may have to give the party and potential few different ways that uh, things might go as far as information being given to the party based on how the party approaches that interaction. So if the party is overly antagonistic and nasty right from the get-go, then they're maybe not going to get all the information. So that was a, a helpful sort of thought experiment to put myself through. Um and get get me more into the minds of these baddies because i think that's that's really helpful and i think it does translate it's worth spending the time trying to um in your own brain make these uh baddies more believable and give them some unique 
motivations and characteristics and that sort of thing because it will translate to it it being easier to role play them i think um so that was good advice uh, which didn't really end up coming to bear all that much uh, because there wasn't a lot of like RP and dialogue back and forth between the party and the bad, the baddies in this um, as far as like getting information out of the baddies. So it didn't necessarily do, uh, you know, it, it wasn't directly, um, didn't directly come into play, but it, it still helped me in my mind get a feel for, how, you know, uniqueness for each one of them a bit is that the because of the way the module was designed or just kind of how it played out because like we i mean basically going in like we kind of knew what the what the plan was and what we're going in to interrupt basically yeah and we then we and then we found the evidence that backed up the plan like we oh this is absolutely what they're doing but was it just kind of the way you decided to handle it or was the module written for us to like go in there and like investigate more or yeah, I think that that's exactly it, is that this module wasn't really, there weren't mysteries to be solved, really, or uh, there wasn't really an opportunity for you to need to, you know, try and get information out of one of the baddies in order to be able to solve what's, like, it was pretty obvious what was happening. It was Well, and that was going to be one of my other questions for you, is, like, did you like how the module was set up? What did you like? What didn't you like? What did you feel like was missing? Because I remember, like, you know, Emily had fair critiques that she felt like stuff was missing. Yeah. Her first one shot, right? I did not feel that way. I think from a perspective of, like, completeness. Uh, now, that being said, you you guys didn't really stray too far from what was, like, the fairly obvious path. So had you have done that, maybe uh, I would have felt more like that. Like, I might have, I would have been a bit thrown out into left field and and scrambling to come up with this that or the other that you come across if you hadn't have gone the obvious down the obvious path but yeah it it felt like all the information that i needed was there in the module um and i overall enjoyed it i enjoyed the prep for it and i really enjoyed running it i felt like as a first foray forced foray into dming it was it was very good um, it wasn't overly complex. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was well done. I think, um, you know, if anyone uh, wanted to run this for their own group, I would recommend it. I think it was a good module. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I tend to not like a lot of puzzles in, I don't know if I would say just in one shots or in... Um, D&D in general or, or tabletop RPGs in general and it wasn't heavy on a lot of like puzzle solving um, I like it in theory but I find anytime I've come across it in practice it just sort of pulls me out of uh, the story a little bit or I, I don't know I'm... I mean one shots are going to probably be more you know combat heavy Yeah, really I think yeah. for the most part because you're not going to get real deep into the characters right um, which makes it easy to, you know. and to be honest, combat isn't my favorite thing about playing role-playing games either. Um, I like the story and the role-play, which there wasn't a ton of opportunity for that in this one. We had lots of Shelvana stories. I think we have. We. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to praise ourselves and be like, I feel like our characters shined through in little moments, right? Like, yes, you did. And what I should say, I guess, is that. 
I keep I keep um, approaching this looking inward at like my performance and how I did doing this. Had it not have been for you guys, there probably wouldn't have been much RP at all. But you guys were amazing and made it hilarious without me having to add much of anything, which was great. I think that's part of the dynamic of our group. No matter what we do, there's going to be role play. That's <laughs> yeah. what we do. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what system we're doing or what the fuck is actually going yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be telling a story about their homeland. <laughs> <laughs> these four specific characters were just like yeah, very like interesting these. together. <laughs> I liked yeah. how Pyra was like our mom. <laughs> just like trying I mean, to keep us going like, on track. <laughs> She's like 66 years old. No, she, she's know. like she's like the estranged mother of our mother. So she's like a grandma, but has to take us in after some tragedy and like doesn't <laughs> want the kids, but that's, she's all that the kids have. <laughs> but I mean, the genius behind the L and the S and the slashing <laughs> of fingers. And the we could take little bits and make a... and deep blooding yeah, and... I didn't even know uh, Kaloika was an alcoholic until we got oh, in and found something go. in the drawer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amelie is obsessed with fire and deep blooding and evil. And horns. Just scary things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And her yeah. mage hand. <laughs> I mean, so it's funny when you talk about the uh, figure out like the NPC thing and like how they'll react to antagonism or whatever. I felt like actually when it came to Krampus, it was the other way around. We were the one, he was the one being antagonizing to us, but we're like, wait a second, we want to join you, bro. Don't attack us. <laughs> That's so true. Like, we'll, we'll break the bonds. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really funny to listen back to as well. Um, because I like, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't really appreciate that fact until I listened back to it afterwards, and I was like, "Well, Amelie was pretty much relatively on board. If Krampus had have had have yes. done more talking and less attacking, and you know, um, the others might have been able to be convinced as well. And that's kind of what I mean, I guess. That some other there might be a lot more opportunity for RP in this if somewhere else, someone else were running, because I had envisioned myself doing a lot more rp when i was prepping for it and then when the rubber hit the road i think it was just a lot of anxiety that kind of that got thrown out the window and i was just very focused on you know the path ahead and getting from point a to point b to point c to ultimately conclude the the thing and keeping it moving uh which leads to i think you'd not you know, taking your time and enjoying the RP and, and looking for moments where you can do more of that. So. Yeah. I think that's something you will become more comfortable with. I don't think I'm there yet either. Only having DM'd a couple times, but I am more comfortable than I was, but yeah. I still, after we play, I'm like, Oh shoot, I forgot to say this and this and this. Oh yeah. There was so much stuff that, uh, um, after we played, I realized that I screwed up or forgot. And then listening back to it, I, there were even more things I noticed. It is what it is. You know, I'm not losing any sleep over it. But You're not screwing anything up. If nobody notices anything, it's yes. the way the story played out. And only you know 
Like when you fix something in your house and it, the drywall sucks over in that corner, nobody else ever pays any attention to that, right? right? You know it's there. So when you listen back, you hear, oh, that's where I should have did this thing. But if you DM but and edit, well, you can change whatever you Nobody want. else knows. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. There's no wrong. There, well, I'm trying to think. If if someone is a very avid listener, they would have they would have been able to catch one mistake I made. That was the which monster was it? I think it was one of the Grinch's robots that critted. Uh, anyway, one enemy critted against one of you guys, and I don't know. I don't remember what I did to to tally up the damage, but. On a subsequent turn, <laughs> that enemy made a normal hit against one of you and did more damage than what, like significantly more damage than what the <laughs> crit the was. Crit. So I yeah. did not calculate the, the crit properly. Well, and yeah, I, I think, mean, Bill's math. I think, we there was, I think there was an Amelie attack where she didn't even roll the hit. She just rolled damage. So it, it came, oh, it really? balanced out. Yeah, there was, or one of us did it. There was an attack <laughs> That's that genius. the damage went through <laughs> and like no attack roll was rolled. Because I was, because well, I, know what cause I'm I was editing for the second time, I'm like, hmm, wait a second, <laughs> yeah. that just that just hit. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so there were a, there were a handful of things like that that I that I noticed, um, but it is hey, it it all worked out in the end. And does it really matter? Not not really. No, it doesn't matter if you can't technically raw knock out someone with a range attack mic i'm throwing my shield and i'm pacifying people okay i'm gonna pacify every one of those motherfucking elves in this factory god damn it drain them of their blood <laughs> bite their butts eat their butts there yeah like i think combat led to a lot of weird situations that like john said we came up with Throwing a three-hole punch, biting the candy cane, wanting candy, biting the butt, whatever. The taint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Made for a good uh, poem at the end of the whole thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Christmas song. I, I would have loved to heard the Christmas song all the way through in six-second increments. <laughs> right, just oh, yeah. you oh, put that all together. Do a super cut of it. <laughs> Yeah, just through a cut. Well, I think it jumps around and sings sweet the whole place. <laughs> I don't even think I said let it snow ever. It just said since there's no place to get. Yeah, I think I you did know. sadly. I think you were like you missed or that wasn't candy in the candy cane and you were yeah. sad about letting it snow. A little, little too much taint to butt ratio on a bite it's maybe. It's beginning to taste yeah. a lot like Christmas. <laughs> I should have done, I actually, as Elena, thought of doing incorrigible Christmas songs. Started writing Falsy Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It just never <laughs> developed. It never happened. But Start now. You might get it done for next Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Walking home from True Call Christmas Eve. <laughs> Shaft can say there's no such thing as Santa. I was. I had it. I had it. Anyway, Brit, next Christmas. Call me. Yeah, I don't need to do that. Brit, Brit asks us, um, did the ultimate power go to Bill's head? Well, that was, was, that was he David ultimately Dave. corrupted? Oh, oh sorry. Right. Sorry, <laughs> my thing scrolled <laughs> up. <laughs> Super McDad. Yeah, we can get we can uh, tackle Dave's question. Um, no, the ultimate power did not go to my head, and I was not well corrupted. Corrupted, I feel like, is a scale. 
right? Corrupted assumes he's not corrupted already. It's a, it's a spectrum. Yeah, I, was say, I think he got <laughs> corrupted when he started playing with us. I, I'm pretty sure corruption is supposed to be binary. Either you're corrupted or you're not corrupted. Uh, like you could be, I guess, well, I guess you could be on your way to becoming corrupted. So, I think yeah, there's some gray in there. Yeah, there's always, everything's a scale. Yeah, no, it, it, um, it definitely boosted my confidence a little bit and just proved myself that I can do it, which I think needed to happen because I was very, very nervous. And this is, you know, I've been pestered many, many, many times to DM before this, and it's been many months coming before I finally agreed to it. And I ultimately, like... We kind of forced you, to be I honest. Saw, yeah, more or less, yeah. Uh, I really didn't want to do it. <laughs> we didn't give you a choice. <laughs> it will be recorded. It will be released. We know what's best for you, Bill. Yeah. Just yes, listen to you us. Do. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be stern with your Bill. You're all my moms, and you know what's best for me. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it was... And Britt asked, did I have fun? Yes, absolutely. I had a blast. Um, and how much did you drink beforehand? How much did mm-hmm. I drink beforehand? I don't, I think I drank I think you chose very, very little or maybe not any because I wanted to have my wits about me um, to be able to, you know, think on the spot um, and not forget things, which that didn't matter because I forgot things anyway. Yeah, I think it, maybe I had one drink if that, and as far as did I have fun, I kind of, kind of already answered this. I had a lot of fun running it and even more fun listening to it back, which I hope will, as I DM more, more of that fun will translate to in the moment as well as I can sort of, you know, release some of my anxiety and just sit back and enjoy it more. Yeah, I mean, you still get to role play as NPCs. I mean, look at Leland. Sometimes he's the only one. <laughs> Playing NPCs. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I'm the only one who's having fun. Just going back and forth right. with himself. Yeah. That was that was another comment that Britt had was that um, she said she loved the voices, which that's, I mean. They were distinctly different. That's good. Yeah. What's uh, what's his face? Um, my Tortle. What's his name again? Booch. 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 Yeah. Booch. Booch was the first character that I like committed to having a different voice for, and he really doesn't have a different voice. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like officially the first time I actually did voices that do sound. What about the Romanian guy? You did, you did really good, Bill, with the voices. Yeah. I what did practice What about your Romanian guy? What was he? Remember him? Drudge. Uh, Drudge. Oh, I guess he had a little bit of an accent, didn't he? Yeah. But I kind of like. For one episode half-heartedly did his accent and went in and out of it because i'd really felt awkward doing it <laughs> nah, he was he was just getting westernized you know when uh, someone immigrates <laughs> and they've been here for a while they, <laughs> they kind of lose their accent right or they adopt the accent of the surrounding uh, people exactly right? yes yeah. that's all that's happened yeah <laughs> And Brit Brit mentions NPCs talking to each other, which is hilarious. And I would like to do one day if it kind of comes up organically. I think that would be really funny. I love it when Leland does it. It's one of my favorite things is having Leland have conversations <laughs> with himself. <laughs> uh, so Try good. to get as many people in the party at one no, time. We gotta and really, I got to really off. start cutting back on that. <laughs> You got the, I got the, I got to uh, find a way to get that cane off of Falter, and I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all part of my plan. Just tell Leland how much I love it when he's got multiple NPCs, and that's how I'll get rid of uh, the cane. 
<laughs> I think I mean I I'm starting to learn my lesson. Like we put Grimby on a on a boat, made also uh, mute. Like I'm starting to learn. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The ob- the very observant listener will have noticed little tricks that Leland's taking to have <laughs> ask an NPC too many questions and <laughs> it's dead. <They're> gone. <laughs> yeah. You can see the NPCs just like starting to sweat the more questions you ask. Yeah. Oh, no. What Trey just doing? had a mild heart attack. Oh, I'm sorry he didn't make his death safe. <laughs> <laughs> this is already four questions on the fifth one. I'm a goner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was fun playing the NPCs. Like I said, I had a lot. I had envisioned a lot more role playing um, from the Grinch and from Krampus. I did get out the sort of canned canned responses that I had made ahead of time for each of their characters, um, sort of like insults that took into account, uh, you know, a feature about one of them or a, or a character trait or whatever. So that was fun to think of some nasty insults ahead of time and then get to <laughs> shout them out in the middle of battle. You happy jacked us. That yes, was one of my that, favorite parts. That was where I got my inspiration <laughs> was from Emily. Yeah, it was great. Um, as for will I do it again? Yes, I would love to. Um, it is a lot of work and I was really stressed out like the week or two leading up to it, but it's worth it in the end. And I think it'll only get easier and easier. And I was talking to Skyom, we were, we were playing uh, Deep Rock galactic which is a ton of fun by the way anyone who's listening who likes video games great drg rock and stone um anyway we were playing um in discord and he was kind of chatting about um the one the krampus knocked because he had listened to it or maybe he'd only listened to part one at that point any anyway and he brought up playing in diamond headed yes i would like to dm in diamond head i think that would be a lot of fun that's one of my new year's resolutions is to play more diamond head also, plug for Diamond Head. Anyone who's listening and isn't wait, in our are Discord. we plugging plugs again? Well, <laughs> that's a yes. good place to go try out something, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a like group of, group of friends. probably should have DM for your first time there instead of before we recorded it. It might have been I know. the proper course of action, but uh, I really should have. Are we talking yeah. about trying out butt plugs? Yeah, that's no. right. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Try before right. you Emily, buy. you did that, right? I tried you, out a butt plug. Not, we're not going to talk about that right now. But <laughs> Diamond Head, you did. You played your one shot in Diamond Head, and you got. I think you said on one of the after parties for yours was how different it was with the same. Yeah, the know, Happy Jack. I played with people from Diamond Head first, yeah. right? And it was really interesting to see how it was different when I played with you guys. Yeah, so you did like a test run of of the one shot with some folks from Discord first. Yeah, yeah. That I had actually, I wanted to do that, and I planned to do that, but just being a procrastinator, I wasn't ready in time to organize that, unfortunately. But you know what? I'm. I think it's kind of cool that I didn't, because that way, um, you know, anyone who who might have been a listener who I played with now just got to experience it for the first time uh, listening to it, mm. but. Anyway, I think it is a smart idea for sure. I, I had planned to do that and just didn't get around to doing it. But yeah, if you like playing D&D, we've got a very welcoming little group of people who plays from time to time in our Discord server. So hit up our website and you will find a Discord link there. Public service announcement. PSA. Do we want to talk about the baby birding? The baby yeah. birding. 
I had forgotten about it until I listened. Yeah, same. And actually, actually, you know what? I think, no, that's not what, so someone, maybe it was Brit, someone, one of the patrons, um, our lovely patrons, thank you very much for patroning us. Anyway, uh, because they got to listen to it a day before I did. So someone posted in Discord and I was, I didn't get the reference like baby birding what <laughs> i didn't get it either no i was part of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was really? a big bird <laughs> yeah john was mama bird oh i got it and i was not <laughs> you got it all right in, in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was hilarious i love it not my idea in that's another example of like in the moment because i was in like business mode i was actually a little bit annoyed at john for doing that i was like you fool what are you doing you're gonna kill elena oh i didn't what? care at that point it was like the fight because, was over because john had said um what he did didn't you do know, you, he didn't know the he difference you said you were just gonna drink one. one of them first and i was like yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to be kidding me why are well, you doing he was this? like one to three is gonna be the eggnog yeah. And and then you were like, no, 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 one to four. One to four. You gave it even, and then you rolled a six. Yeah. Chloe's an idiot. One to four was gonna be the one that I didn't that I didn't care if he drank. Mm. Yeah. So I I stacked the odds in favor of him not uh, drinking the wrong one, and he still did it anyway because of his role. But yeah, no, it was hilarious um, listening to it back, and that was I think maybe the moment where I thought to myself, man. You need to loosen up when you're DMing because that was in the moment I wasn't finding it all that funny, but listening to it back, I realized how hilarious it was. It was <laughs> there's a lot of talk about holes. Yes. There's a lot of use of our mouths and mage hands. I liked the mage hand. Was <laughs> there good. was a turtle who was not a turtle. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny though. You're like, wait, I have a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> but would dragonborns yeah we found out that but that was everybody do learned dragonborns something. have cloacas yes we said yes well, yeah yes, we said because they, they lay do. eggs we've already stopped okay. that so dragonborn or turtle yeah. he can't get away from the cloaca yeah, <laughs> yeah i think bebop was sort of giving cloaca a little bit of hell about it and then realized he had his own right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that part doesn't make it all the way into the shell is the problem. It's, there's parts. Yeah, yeah. There was mention. Anyway, there's mention of me Googling. <laughs> What's that? What's that oh, called? Man. There's, there's, a, there's a scientific word for things uh, that have cloacas. They're, they're extendable parts. Okay. I can't think of what it is. Anyway, I want to see these. <laughs> I want to see these characters back. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. John's character didn't annoy me for once. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I failed in some way I feel way like now. you failed some sort of test. She didn't have a, a tick. That's usually what sets you off. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. honest, Leland, what was your guy's name again? Beboop. Booped. Boop snoops. <laughs> he was kind of annoying when he talked slow. <laughs> I, it reminds me too much of real life. So every time he talked. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, 
love you, honey. I, I, I like Bebop. I think that's one of my favorite Bill's characters. Bill's busy Googling. <laughs> Bebop's great. Yeah. Pro- he's busy yeah. Googling cloaca penises, and I made a big diss. He didn't even hear me. Sorry, what? <laughs> Nothing. I just imagined we were in the middle of combat, and then Bebop would start telling the story, and Chloe would just stop everything she's doing just to, to listen. listen like <laughs> yeah. well that's how the elves yeah. got the sneak attack <laughs> yeah elves running up and Jeff. we're just sort of we're just sort of holding their head while i'm waiting for the story to finish and <laughs> of course it goes absolutely nowhere right it, right and yeah. then that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes and then the story think, was over <laughs> i think the cool yeah for whatever reason these group of four characters played off each other in interesting ways because like in a lot of ways pyra would go along with listening to Beboop if it meant like pyra is almost more concerned with the harmony within the group than like like she was acting annoyed but i don't know do you know what i mean like i don't think she would ever leave you guys she feels like you're lost without her or something there's like a <laughs> why am i a pam every time <laughs> <laughs> Just Quit playing bird. old ladies. <laughs> but I'm the baby bird in the whole situation of the birding. So. Because you're smaller. <laughs> so, male crocodilians use a specialized intermittent organ for copulation, which has been called either a phallus or a penis. It can be retracted so or extended from their cloaca. Mm. How did you forget that? Yeah. There's something, there's something those, what it's those called. creatures have. Uh, oh, there's well, some word it. for it. Oh, it's called a cock. Why? Well, I can't believe I forgot that. Ah, the penis. Well, yeah. The point Ooh, is the penis. that I'm very let down that they didn't come up with a special name for cloacal penises. Does Chloe have a penis? <laughs> Chloe's a female. Um, we'll have to, we'll Isn't have to she? find out. He? Well, so Skelm posted on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook? We have a Facebook? We sure do. do. <laughs> awesome. Huh. Look, we haven't done this in a while. It's clearly showing. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the praise for Bill's DMing. Is this the first step of a cunning plan to oust the current god of Aspara and take over a supreme ruler for all he purveys? Absolutely Good answer. Not. Good answer. Good answer. Thank Good you, answer. Thank you for the praise, but no. I have no, no aspirations of ousting Leland, um, I love Aspara, and I, I love that Leland agree. I mean, I've said this before, but I friggin' love being part of this podcast with all of you. But the story that Leland has, um, I mean, I'm sure Skyam is joking, and I'm like turning it into a serious answer. But anyway, <laughs> no, absolutely not. The, the story not. is much deeper than you and I even remember. Exactly. <laughs> 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 no, but it was fun, and I I would like to DM again. I'd like to run a one shot um, for you folks, especially because I love playing with you guys. But I'd like to DM in Diamond Head as well. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Anytime I've played in Diamond Head, it's been great. It's a great group of people. Yeah, Skyam. Oh, shoot, there were other things that he said um, when I was playing Deep Rock with him. Um, I should have written them down. Well, they're not on the record. Uh, let me think. There Not are officially submitted. a couple neurons that are still functioning in my brain. It's in there somewhere. I think he said, uh, this is the sound of Bill trying to think. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll all be cut out. 
He um, should, I, he should said, I put a warble sound over that too? <laughs> yes. I think the the one piece of advice that he gave me was um, to be a bit more uh, sure sounding and confident of when I um, decide something instead of saying, you know, oh, I think that this happens or I think that maybe they'll do this or no, maybe they'll do that to have that have that sort of inner monologue to, with myself in my head. And then when I make my decision, you know, no, I think, or maybe it's, they do this or this happens because that's what happens. And he was saying that that can help sort of, um, with suspension of disbelief and, and believability because when you use the language of, and I'm paraphrasing what he said here, but, um, I think I think he has a point when you when you say oh you know I think maybe this they'll do this or they'll do that it it sort of pulls the curtain back a little bit to remind your players that oh this is a a fake character that Bill is deciding what they're doing um, so that was the I think the main point of advice that he gave me which I think is good advice and I think it's something that you know you can develop in time sure I mean these the best way to sell a lie is to walk into a place. Like you know exactly what you're doing, right? Like mm -hmm. right. Oh, shaft. It's all part of the Comes facade. To mind. Yeah. Facade. 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 Is that your last name, Shaft? Hi, Shaft. Shaft facade. For the longest time, <laughs> I had I had read that like word it. and thought it was facade. Oh. <laughs> Shaft facade. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were other shoot. There were other comments that he had too, but I, I can't remember right now. Scalm is a is a, a fountain of knowledge as well, and of course, <laughs> he's he's very sage in his in many of his own ways. He is, yes, yeah, he's a smart dude. I think we had some stuff from Mike as well too. He says um, he emailed us. I think yes, he did, and he said uh, I want to tell Billy's doing a great job DMing for the first time. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you just want to read the compliments? Huh? I mean. There's yeah. little else. There's little else in life that brings me as much joy as. <laughs> Why does it make me feel so uncomfortable? <laughs> when Bill gets praised, yeah, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, she's she's only happy when I'm being torn down, piece mm. by piece. That's a good loving ah. wife there. <laughs> ah, marriage. Yes. Um, so Mike goes on to say, uh, great explanations and descriptions and use of yes and, which I did kind of try to do. I, tr I think there was maybe only one or two times where listening back, I thought to myself, you maybe could have got a little bit more creative instead of just saying, no, nothing happens. Um, like when Pyra bit the candy cane. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought said, that was no. funny that it was not candy. No, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Why would they club people with an actual Why candy Why was it cane? called a candy cane <laughs> if it wasn't candy? Well, because it, it was shaped and looked. It was like a candy cane replica, only huge, but it wasn't actually candy. It was just... Did we actually call it a candy cane? Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. 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 False advertising. That makes Facade. Facade. <laughs> you believed the facade. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened if... Like you could have made something happen if I when I bit Krampus's uh, cane. Like well, at the end... actually, thank you for reminding me. Um, listening back, oh, yeah, I thought to myself, that. "What? <laughs> I never told you guys actually what the like the the cape from the Grinch that Amelie picked up. 
right. you rolled like a 19 or something on your arcana check which i mean what more do you need than to get the answer for what it is and i didn't tell you what it was oh <laughs> i just told you it's magical but you get like a very foreboding feeling about it as though wink wink it's probably cursed but i didn't i should i probably should have told you exactly what it is Did and what it, it does what is it no, that, that's, that's what it identifies for. You can't just roll. <laughs> no, no, I think that was fine. I think you, just, gave, you think it's fine? I you think can't okay. just spoon feed remains. us like a bunch of that's baby birds. That's literally the function of the identify spell, right? Like, that's what right. that's okay. the purpose. That's the purpose. You can't so, baby yeah. bird us all You know all what? The You're right, Leland. I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so See, what is it, I though? love all I care about is here and then I'm right. <laughs> I don't exactly. <laughs> Anything else can come after. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> So, yes, I, I'm going to tell you guys what. And I think Amelie's from uh, Diamond Head, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want, you can. Uh, she can keep that and use it in Diamond Head. Here's Ooh. where editing comes in because I meant to have this up in front of me and I don't. Here's the part where you say editing comes in, but then Leland leaves it yes. in to yes. spite us. Exactly. Spite, laziness, it's all the same. <laughs> Leland, you're many things, but I don't think you're lazy. If no. he leaves it in, I think he was right to do it. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> and also the first uh, thing I think of when I do leave it in. That you're right? <laughs> yeah, it's all about maintaining the facade. The facade. Facade. The facade. You friggin', you friggin' jerks. Now it's going to be left in because there's been jokes. <laughs> I know how this. I know how this works. You pause especially, too long. especially a joke where Leland sounds funny. That's yes. oh yeah, it's guaranteed. Like There's if no I make a joke, could that be is a surefire way. The amount, the amount of jokes that I have edited out from Elena that I didn't think landed to fill an entire terabyte hard drive. Like. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a few there's so a dastardly few. so dastardly you're like it. didn't land gonna skip mm. it <laughs> silence they laughed at me everything's staying in yeah. no with me not at me you guys oh, never sorry, laugh sorry. at me right of course yeah sure right it's always exactly. with me huh? exactly exactly right. yes you're yes. right Leland yes good answer good answer good answer <laughs> I keep doing the family feud. Yeah, oh. and the board says. Survey says. Leland's right. Yay! You got 120 points on the board. You got five minutes on the clock. Wait, it's not five minutes. 30 seconds? 30 seconds on the it's clock. It's 30 seconds. Five yeah. minutes. Oh, that's the Bebop version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now is about the point okay, where I would start editing some stuff out here, buddy. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to it next after yeah. <laughs> you jerks okay i got it i got it all this for a cape <laughs> okay Cursed one. so um the way the way they're described is actually kind of weird that's why um it looked like the lights went out behind my lifeless eyes um like so it calls eyes. them I didn't notice anything. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You look the same. <laughs> I've been that way for years, Bill. <laughs> you got the same dumb look on your face you always have. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it calls them the staff of Krampus skull and spine. But only one of them is a staff and one of them is a cape. But any, anywho, 
Um, I'll read you the description for it. Um, this unusual armor and weapon combo is said to be the remains of a demon from the far north. Uh, captured in a raid on a frozen stronghold filled with elves, as we know. Um, so the helmet and staff are cursed. Requires attunement. Um, the helm itself grants plus one to AC. And the staff functions as a plus two halberd. The helm grants the wearer the ability to cast a third level illusion spell fear once per day. And they can also know if any creature viewed through the eye holes of this uh, helm are naughty or nice. DM's discretion. Oh. Hmm. Um, on the 12th day after attunement, the wearer becomes uncontrollably compelled to eat the flesh of human <laughs> or demi-human children. <sighs> if none are nearby, gnomes or halflings will do. On the 12th <laughs> day of Christmas, <laughs> my king gave butt. to me <laughs> demi-children in a brownie. So, that being said, I'm not sure Amelie wants to use them, but that's what they are. I think it'll be a great diamond head experience. Oh, God. Maybe. Yeah, just I don't to, to think other that people out. want me to use them. I mean, I've got a character that has a hot dog suit. What? <laughs> what? Okay. I can't remember where we picked it up, but every once in a while I'm scrolling through my inventory and I go, oh, yeah, I got that hot dog suit my I can put on. interest is peaked. Now... <laughs> it's usually usually doesn't come into play because that usually just makes people want to eat you anyway. I was so. going to say if there was one thing to make Pyro want to bite your butt, it's putting yourself in a hot dog. You got a mustard butt. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions, items, for things we can challenge Bill on? Let's uh let's let's complaint department. What did we hate about this? Let's talk about it. Ooh, spicy. Uh, I just, it was too much combat for me. I mean, yeah, I was playing a pacifist, but that's not actually the reason. (laughs) (laughs) This is Leland talking. It was very combat heavy. It was more combat heavy than I had envisioned when I read it through and when I was planning. And I think that's where part of it comes into play. What I had said earlier that I had a lot more RP planned, which just kind of didn't come to fruition. Right, right. I actually don't have any complaints other than that as well. Like, it did feel like one fight to another to another. But, like, what? That's even some people's style. Um, It is. Yeah, some people like to play that way. And that's what they're in for. But I don't think it's our our main flavor. prefers some role play. But that doesn't mean that the module wasn't good for you as a first experience. You know? Yeah. Do Do you think the combat, like, added... Or, like, took away some tension for you? Because it was, like... Yeah, one of the things you had said before we played was, like, combat. You had you had no worry about combat. Yeah. Um, this maybe isn't right, but honestly, my perspective for a long time with combat, uh, from bearing in, like, from the perspective of a DM, is that I don't think it's wrong to fudge die rolls. I don't think it's wrong to fudge enemies' HP pool. Um, to suit the flow of combat. You know, if combat's going way too easily, well, all of a sudden they have an extra 20 HP. Uh, the party doesn't have to know that. Um, or vice versa. You know, if there's a, if a TPK is about to happen, well, maybe that big bad just lost 20 HP and the next hit's going to kill them or, you know, bring them close to death. So 
when I think of combat, that's what I think would be most stressful is balancing it uh, to make sure that it's not way too easy or on the opposite end of things that you don't just obliterate the party. So the fact that I'm willing to, to fudge some numbers, which maybe isn't right, um, but I'm sure there are people out there who disagree with, with that stance, but that makes it less stressful for me because I, I know that I can sort of improvise to make the combat the right challenge level that I feel like it should be. So, yeah, I think had it have been a lot more role play, maybe it would have been a bit more stressful for me, despite the fact that that's what I tend to like most about playing uh, RPGs is is the role play. Yeah, well, with with the more role play comes the more like forking pass sometimes right like yes yeah and that that's what scares me because i i'm not confident in my abilities to improv um like when i'm on the spot my brain goes to mush and i freeze up and um my creative juices and that sort of thing really stop flowing but you can use npcs and and role play to direct the uh the players to the back on the track that you want them on by, yep. you know, throw They're going the wrong way. They're going to really screw this up, throw in another elf that runs past them down the hallway. So, Hey, you know, they're going to chase it. Right. That kind of thing. So, yeah, it, but you know, I think you did a good job role playing the elves. They all sound like they're from like, uh, what New York or something. Right. <laughs> <Did they? laughs> I can't remember. It wasn't intentional, but... <laughs> no, I thought it was funny. It was yeah. good. <laughs> I have a dislike about that I'll bring up. I felt like a handful of different times while I was listening back, I, I thought to myself that I was kind of railroading um, or giving a lot more information and not than was necessary without giving you an opportunity, that, without giving the players and their characters an opportunity to decide whether they were even going to try and investigate to get that information sometimes i just handed it to you guys um even though you didn't ask i think i I do remember you saying at one point in time if someone wanted to investigate this they might find out something but that 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 happens because your your brains you know these these fuckers might just ignore it completely and go the other direction. And this is an important key. And you're, right. you're sort of prepping that or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prompting them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. In your mind. Well, it's, all, it's also like you have the full picture of the actual room. Like in this, it's like when we were in the administrative office of the Grinch and the stuff on the desk, like, yeah, that it's, it's like, yeah, you're right, John. It, it is. It's more of a prompt than like a, a railroad, but honestly, in this particular module there was nowhere else for us to go like we had to go through the conveyor belts to the back to the stairs up top to the boss office and then to krampus like there was there was literally nowhere else to go like maybe the only thing i can think of we could have done differently is when we first went into the the place instead of going through the front door we could have tried maybe going through a back door but we got to get in there Mm. and we certainly weren't going to scale up to the fucking snow globe at the top because we had no idea what the hell it was (laughs) went down the bottom so (laughs) i don't think there are you i don't think we were railroaded anyway it was just the nature of the module it was a dungeon crawl we were that's that's the difference between a one shot and a campaign one shots yeah. are are by nature more railroady yeah yeah i mean how many times yeah, have, we, have we said discussing one shots like 
the players at the table have to know that they're there to do a job. Like that's the point of yeah. Like we've already this the preamble of them figuring out what they want to do and going to do it is done. We are now doing it. That's what a one shot is. You are doing it. You're doing something. You're not figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Okay, so a one shot is like a picture in a coloring book. The picture's already there. You can color outside the lines and choose your colors, but the picture's there. And a campaign is like a connect the dots where you're creating the picture and coloring it in as you go. The blank book. It's a blank you're page, the baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping out. You must, have been, you, you must have done a lot of coloring on your vacation. I, I didn't do any, but it just came to me. It came to me. Just came to me in a feverish oh. dream. Yeah, I think that was something I noticed listening back, and made it made me think that you know, hey, if I were ever to DM a campaign, I would need to work on that because that's just that was just my natural instinct. Like I, I think. Most of the times when it happened, I wasn't necessarily consciously thinking. Um, Sometimes there was a bit of what you said, John, where I was like, oh, this is important or whatever, you know, I'm going to make it obvious so that they look. But um, a lot of the time it just happened and I wasn't really necessarily doing it intentionally. It was just how, I don't know. I didn't realize until afterwards that like I took opportunity away from you guys to be able to do some investigation checks or whatever. Um, I kind of just said in, in a couple instances, like whoever wants to give me an investigation check can <laughs> be able to read what this is or see what that is sort of thing versus like, oh yeah, maybe no one even wanted to do an investigation check. So Yeah, but I mean, like you said though, like again, it boils down to what this module was. Like we weren't there to figure out what the plan was. We were there to stop the plan. We were there to color a picture that we already came upon. Um, but right. I thought of something, uh, another complaint uh, that I have. So, uh, <laughs> you all are fucking terrible at theater of the mind. Yeah, yeah. Seriously awful. At but you spoiled mind. us. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were clearly all, all spoiled. But yes, all of you are bad. I need there, a map, I, Leland. Well, apparently you've all been <laughs> spoiled by having a having a grid based map because there was a lot of like reiterating where people were that I had to cut out of some of the, the final cuts. <laughs> And I, I felt I like, know. wait, I'm not confused at all where people are. Like, what's going on? I just, like, asked the DM, am I within five foot? Or am I, you Yeah, know, but, like, two rounds ago, so the dude walked up to you and punched you. So, yes, you're within five feet of it. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to, okay, like, shit so... on everybody. No, no, I'm I, fine. That's a, times, that's a, that's... There were a couple times I, I felt like somebody was in the wrong place. I thought, like, people moved, and that's why I'd ask, uh, you know, if I move, do I get an opportunity attack against me? Right. Did that guy move and go someplace else? In all else? fairness, Leland, you're used to playing several different characters and having all of this going on in your mind. A new character in a room that was just described to me while I'm trying to look at what I can do with my character, while I'm listening, I can't... Sure, sure. And there's nothing wrong with needing something reiterated <laughs> for you, obviously. He he just thinks we're all dumb. That's yeah, what I'm fine. talking about. No, I, I think it's, it's a fair fine. point. I, I'm I not going to say you are right, Leland. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's wrong. I think Leland's partially right. <laughs> <laughs> what is what I how I should have phrased that is I feel like I had no problem visualizing everything that was going on and keeping track okay, of Mr. everything. Hey, Mr. DM was. for how many years Okay, now? so what I'm taking from this is that I did a great job explaining things and everyone <laughs> except for me is dumb. 
I think there's two there's two things, right? There's the combat version of it, yeah. where you're actually all those things matter from a mechanic standpoint, and then there's the visualization of the room and the things that are going on around you and those kind of things. Non-combat are two completely yeah, different things. Totally. But the other thing about theater of the mind is, when it comes to combat, yes, you need some structure even in theater of the mind as far as movement and range goes, but really you don't need as much structure, right? Like it could be, it could just turn out like, okay, I, I want to charge up this elf in this cubicle. Then that's something like the person writing the game would be like, yeah, you can you can reach him and hit him, even if maybe they True. couldn't. Because I know, I mean, and maybe this is a little trick that I do, and I'm. I'm I'm rigging the game when whenever I have or we do happen to come do theater of the mind stuff generally actually I have a little little doodle that I have keeping track of approximate distances and and you know where so I'm He's kind of cheating. rigging I'm rigging the game when I when I say uh, that yeah. so you're a cheater so yeah, like I have theater of the like, mind on paper even, <laughs> even with well that's my theater and I'm putting my mind onto it <laughs> But so, but even with that though, it's like that's where also some of the like you know improvisation. I see through your fake hair. And like moving like Bill the goalposts. Like Bill was saying, yes, you move the literally. You do. You're right. You move the goalposts. Like you were saying with fudging die or adding or taking away HP and that kind of stuff. That's also part of it, I guess. And when you're playing that style of game, but that style of game is definitely not for everybody. I know in my home group, um, one of the. Uh, one of my friends that we play with, like she has a terrible time at f- visualizing just physical spaces, just descriptions of physical spaces. Like she's just, she it's just not the way her brain works. Like she, she just mm-hmm. is unable to do it and needs something drawn out. Even if it's like crude drawing of what this approximation of like a cliff face or the way something is facing or yeah, Elena's <laughs> manically pointing to herself, but vigorously uh, pointing. And, yes. and and that's and picture Kramer in Seinfeld. That's where I. That's why obviously it's like there's nothing wrong with needing something reiterated. But I just felt like I was just a lot better than all of you. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice listening back that I thought there was a lot more asking about where's this, where's that, how far am I from this. <laughs> And I'm not hearing it. So <laughs> well, okay. So did Leland cut some of that? Out? I I and I hope though that my bias towards that didn't impact someone's listening experience too, because maybe a listener is also very much like that, and they have trouble visualizing it in their in their head, even when they're listening. Maybe somebody out there could have used some of that reiteration right. that other players at the table could have used. So my I'm I mean my editing bias in that regard, may have completely fucked up someone's listening experience. I think I think you didn't have much of a choice in editing it out, though, because most of what you edited out was everyone getting angry at me and calling me an idiot and lazy for not having made maps. <laughs> I'm just By saying, everyone, I ran a one-shot with Elena. maps. Emily yeah. ran a one-shot with maps. There's maps. <laughs> Could have made maps. It may have been mostly one person, but yes. I really do struggle with it. It's fine. I should work on it though. I would have, I would have struggled as much uh, if the roles were reversed for sure, because I'm my brain isn't great at that either. I mean, I, I know when we were on the conveyor belt, I kept thinking to myself, "We're moving down mm-hmm. the conveyor belt, me and the elf, Same. and where are we? Are we going to where it falls off the end or whatever?" And I know I ask a couple times, "Where am I in relationship to this elf, or what's on the ground? Which one's closer to me?" Right, yeah. right, 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 and. 
Well, also, like, okay, so without Bill interfering with an answer, how do each of the three, other three of you, how do you picture right now that first factory area and the orient and the way those conveyor belts are arranged? Because I know I have a ah. clear picture of what I think it oh, looks like. Oh, I have them zigzagging everywhere. So Who knows? The way, for me, the way Bill described it, they were all in a row and they were coming down and falling off the end. Like they were coming out of the back of the factory. They were all lined up. And when and Chloe was going down, smashing them, she was doing going down the end of this row and, and breaking the machine every okay. time. Like what movie is it? Die Hard 2, where the suitcases in the airport are all over the place? That's what I pictured. Hmm. I thought it was doing like a snake thing. It would come down, go over, come down, go yes, over, come down, go over. that's the picture I had as well. So. And it was all one, but it was also oriented opposite. Or, 90 degrees. Like rotated what, 90 degrees. When we actually saw the map, it was... So you thought it was one conveyor belt just moving all around, not multiples? Correct. Yeah, I thought it was, like Emily said, a, a big like snake, like left, down, right, down. And then, like, because mm. I yeah. was picturing, like, assembly line, right? Like, right. elves positioned doing, putting a single piece on. Like, that's that elf's yeah, job to Yeah, and then it would go to the, the next arm. position. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I was picturing. So yeah. When we went in, he described it, I thought, as... Multiple conveyor belts in a row is what I thought he said. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. But that's how I, think I clicked in my mind. Yeah, I think there's supposed to be mul multiple outputs, but I didn't. I did not that. do a good job of describing those conveyor belts. Uh, so I, what is it? I am guilty as charged there. Well, he according to the map. module, I didn't listen to your description. I walk into a workshop in the North Pole, and it's going to be fantastical all over the place, defying gravity. But we're not in Santa's elves' workshops. Yeah, we're in okay. Grandpa's. I pictured workshop, a big. Right? Like this is industrialized. Yeah, minimal amount of like, money. Yeah, a big. Tall like ceiling, minimum wage metal worker, walls, below minimum wage smoke worker, everywhere. huffing fumes, making yeah. toys, right? Like, <laughs> not, not, no ventilation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Like Amazon. So, so, in the module, it is like a serpentine, like a S snaking oh. conveyor. Yeah. But I totally screwed that up. Uh, <laughs> there were several things that I screwed up that hey, having maps would have Half of us got the right fixed. image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the last time I pay attention uh, to Bill. Fifty percent still a fail. <laughs> the better half has a better imagination. Yeah, but the problem is the two, the fifty percent that got it wrong, they didn't pick the same thing. So that's really <laughs> right. twenty, right? You know what I mean? Like because of imagination. <laughs> imagination. That's right. <laughs> the yeah, more you. you, you dream. You all were supposed to walk through the front doors and the uh, workbenches were supposed to be the first thing that you encountered, but they ended up being on the other side of the oh, conveyor belts. yeah. There was supposed to be a big Christmas tree in there, which ended up disappearing into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't exist. <laughs> you mentioned that, um, I think cause we, we had two sessions, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you said before we started the second session, it was supposed to be a big Christmas tree here. And when I walked out the door, I almost said as Chloe, oh, this looks like a great place for a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Should have. And then something, something happened and we, we moved on. You forgot. That. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a big regret of mine. Is It wouldn't have taken me that much time to drop some maps. I should have done that. Um, and it would have made it easier on my part because I would have had a visual reminder and I wouldn't have screwed things up um, like I did. And it would have been a lot easier for those who find it harder to visualize as well. But I don't think it was that bad. I think I think described it fine. We just had a little bit of 
question and answer back and forth. Reading between the lines, I heard John saying, I think Leland is just bitching too much. Oh, well, you can always assume that, but that wasn't what was happening here. <laughs> no, I think it, it turned, like, I think between the amount of questions that happened live compared to the final edit where there was still some clarification here and there, but a little bit less than when we actually played, I think it's probably ended up being a decent um, compromise so that people won't be annoyed at how many times things are reiterated, but also the people who struggle with spatial imagination should have enough. Well, man, down in, the, in that factory fight, there were a lot of elves that we were fighting. Like there was like four or five of them down there. That is a lot to keep track of. Yeah, and I think there were supposed to be more, actually. There were also supposed to be a bunch of checks made for traps, which I forgot about. Um, <laughs> well, I made John do it once uh, with Cloaca, and that's that little um, train. Engine, uh, train engine. Mm, yeah. I think the only thing that frustrated me for the combat was at the very end when the Krampus was popping oh, teleported. That was really yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah was that was a nasty ten rounds trick. Before we were like, I'm well, going to use Grease, and he's going to teleport away from it. I think that's why I got the end of this one. I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. That was smart. <laughs> yeah. Because that invalidated his that, that ability of his. Also, those presents, they're supposed to do AoE damage. Oh. Yeah, Bill was yeah. telling me about that after. Well, that would have been very useful for us when we eventually got the bags, really. And that wasn't a, like, me hamstringing it so that the party didn't die. That was me forgetting that they were supposed to do <laughs> AOE damage. But I think in general, you were afraid of killing us. I was, yes. I did go a bit easy on on you guys. Um, like, if I had have played it exactly by the books, I think several of you probably would have went down. Pyra, I think, took the most damage. Yeah, she was always going to hit down twice. I was always running you? up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it says it's balanced for either level 5 or level 6, and I think all of you were level 5, weren't you? I was 6. I was, yeah, I was, six. I was 5. Well, I think actually what it what it ex exactly what it says is that uh, it's balanced for a group of level 6, but level 5 could work as well. Well, so, also that might be part of it. The party wasn't exactly optimized. I mean, literally, Bebop <laughs> was doing nothing. Like <laughs> his shield does no damage, and because yeah. I multi-class, he only has one attack compared to Chloe's. No double. one is like, forcing Chloe was you to multi-class out... here. Let's talk. Let's. <laughs> I'm not. Let's com put this I'm out there. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about. Uh, his build because I love I like Bebop because and you love anybody that's been listening to this show knows that I don't give a fuck about optimizing my characters in any way <laughs> <laughs> role play wise or combat wise but I'm just saying like that does throw off the the balance too when right, you know for you, combat. you have yeah. dumb players that make stupid characters <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> I just wanted to be a total Captain America that's all I wanted <laughs> bebop was pretty hilarious <laughs> there were oh man there were so many funny moments this was i really really like how it all turned out and i mean i have you guys to thank for that because i didn't <laughs> I, the things that i had planned in my mind were a lot more funny than <laughs> how it ended up rolling out but i think that's just you know comes with practice next time around i will 
get to do more of the things that I have planned and not forget about them in the moment. Well, well done. I'm glad that now we yes, well done. all of us have now uh, run a game and soon to be multiples, I'm sure. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad you guys all forced me against <laughs> my will to do it. Great. We'll do That's it again. So we'll awful. definitely force you to do it again. To be clear, you're you're bad people for doing it, but in hindsight, <laughs> just, I'm glad you did. Just take it like a baby bird, bro. <laughs> Trust the process. Okay, Bill, we're we're wrapping it up. Anything else? Any more questions or anything? Um, I think I mean there were the odd little comment here or there, but I think we kind of captured most of it. Um, I don't think there were any questions we missed. Thanks everyone for responding. We had a we had a good amount yeah. of responses this time, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's nice to get uh, to get feedback from folks. We appreciate it. It's nice to know that you like what we're doing. Um, anything coming up? I don't think there's anything on the immediate docket. Aspara will be returning soon. Yes, yes, the yes. Return. We have our next play session scheduled. Um, I don't know exactly when this one's coming out, but uh, it'll be happening either before this comes out or shortly after. So we're all excited for that. It was nice to take a little bit of a break. I know we've all had some stressful stuff going on over the past few weeks, but we're excited to get back to Aspara. We have uh, other one-shots going on for patrons and other stuff coming there. So if you want to check out some some really cool uh, stuff coming up there, join the Patreon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know we've plugged the, patron, the uh, Patreon before, but um, I think it's every patron tier gets access to the campaigns, right? No, or is that wrong? Five, fireball five and, and up. up. Fireball and up. Fireball and up. Okay. Fireball. It's nice now that like there's... We have a, a backlog. pretty significant backlog yeah. of, of content too. Which That's is, true. Which is pretty yeah. cool. And lots of bloopers. Everybody gets every tier gets bloopers. You can <laughs> if you want those bloopers. There's a whole wag load of them. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, for the bloopers. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah, the so last blooper you put out wasn't that like ten minutes the long? Mega <laughs> the last, episode. The last twenty twenty one blooper was like ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it though. It was so good. Ah. Spoilers, teasers. Mm. Huh? Yeah, so M's, M's running the current one-shot, and so far it's been a lot of fun. So we're going to be playing more of that and releasing more of that. Yeah, you got to go see a man about a wolf. Yes. Yeah. Wolf? Someone's making... Wolf. wolf. Someone's wolf. <laughs> a wolf. How do you say if there were more than one of them, what would they be? Wolves. 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 Interesting, wolves? because... It, you lose a little bit of the um, yeah. the accent when you, you say, say it right if it's plural. <laughs> huh. Poor Emily, we're picking on her. Oh, poor yeah, Emily! My ass. I wolf. never get a fucking poor Leland. Yeah, you don't need it. Caverns, come on, caverns. You're a hardened. You're a hardened steel encrusted. I'm a master of theater of the mind. <laughs> I mean, Emily basically wanted to sign off, and Bill just keeps talking. He's yeah. the DM now. He just doesn't shut up. I'm the DM now. So the power has gone to his head. Yes. There you go. All right. Answer your question. All right. It's my job to shut everybody up. So I've been Cloaca. And John. <laughs> I was Emily and Amelie. I'm Leland Steele and Bebop. That was my turn. You took my. No, doesn't turn. doesn't Bill go before no. you? No, I go before Bill. Oh, sorry. This is. <laughs> I, 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 that's my beef. 
I thought I was nailing it because Bill has to finish it because he was right on the game. It's You're totally up, Elena. Fun. I'm Elena, and I played Pyra. And I've been your DM. Happy adventuring. What's your what, name? What was your name? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I tried to replicate Leland, and obviously it can't be replicated. But he says his name. <laughs> it actually is pretty easy to replicate. <laughs>